one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, Essential Album Series, where today we are going to do Layla and other assorted love songs from Eric Clapton, technically from Derek and the Dominoes. Um, Eric Clapton did not want his name anywhere on the album. He wanted it to be totally anonymous, and so he went with Derek, maybe rhyming with Eric, and the Dominoes. And many feel that it's Eric Clapton's greatest musical achievement. Um, it's not ironic <laughs> that we are doing this after the last two that we just did. Um, we just did Mad Dogs and Englishmen from Joe Cocker. And then prior to that, we did George Harrison's All Things Must Pass. And there's a bit of a, a link through all of these um, in personnel, but also in a deeper meaning. So Eric Clapton played with a lot of these guys from a group called Delaney and Bonnie with Bobby Whitlock. Uh, Carl Rattle, Jim Gordon on the drums, who we're going to talk about, and then a really amazing guitar player kind of came on board to the Miami studio where they recorded this, and his name is Dwayne Allman. And it was right around this time that the two guitar gods, Eric Clapton and Dwayne Allman, kind of became friends. And he is on almost all of the tracks, all 13 tracks on um, Layla and other assorted love songs. And his guitar is just amazing when accompanied with Eric. And Eric has said that they are just brothers in music and did you had this connection that's just incredibly special. But what's also incredibly special is that you'll notice that Jim Gordon, who is the drummer, was also the drummer from Mad Dogs and Englishmen and was also the drummer on George Harrison's All Things Must Pass. And so I want to start with him and his story because it's a really special one. Jim Gordon does not get the credit that I think he is due because of just how incredible he was. Qu real quick, he played, in, in fact, let me back up. If you were to be asked who was the best session drummer from the late 60s in through the 70s, his name absolutely will come up. He, he's probably considered the best session drummer that, that ever was. And if there's ever uh, that, that game that we used to play like six degrees from Kevin Bacon, well, there's like two degrees from Jim Gordon to any other musician. He played with the Righteous Brothers, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Alice Cooper, Neil Diamond, Dr. John Donovan, uh, John Lee Hooker. He played with B.B. King. He played with Letterman, Tom Waits, Frank Zappa, Obviously, Derek and the Dominoes and played with uh, Joe Cocker and uh, Linda Rodstant, Leon Russell, Seals and Cry. I can go on and on and on. He is on almost everything. It's incredible. Sadly, he had some really bad mental health issues. He developed schizophrenia and began to hear voices, including those of his mother, which compelled him to starve himself. Uh, it prevented him from playing drums. It prevented him from sleeping. And obviously he was mixed up in alcohol abuse and some drugs and stuff. And sadly, he actually ended up murdering his mother and is still incarcerated today because he's diagnosed with schizophrenia and he has this, this terrible disease. But it's just one of those things. He's also, we talked about this in the very first episode that we ever did, he is the guy who did the sample for the incredible bongo bands, Bongo Rock, with the most sampled piece of music ever, which is Apache, this song. 
we talked about that before. So he is all over everything. But what also isn't known too widely, he is the person that wrote the piano ending to Layla. So I'm going to start Layla and other assorted love songs with the song Layla. But before we get there, I have to mention three things. One, there are so many guitar tracks that Eric Clapton and Dwayne Allman stacked on this song. There's acoustic guitars, multiple electric guitars, slide guitars. That famous riff that's inside of Layla, which we'll talk about as soon as I start to play it, is done by Dwayne Allman. But the second thing I want to talk about is why it was written. So what is missing from this tangled web of all of these musicians that seemingly be played together is then where is George Harrison? Eric Clapton played on every track of All Things Must Pass and was involved with all of these guys, played with Delaney and Bonnie and played with these guys. Why isn't George Harrison a part of Layla? Well, the main reason is because Layla was dedicated to George Harrison's wife, Patty Boyd, who at the time Eric Clapton was madly in love with. So all of these songs, I shouldn't say all, many of these songs on this album are dedicated to her. He presented her with this album as kind of a love poem, and especially Layla. In 1966, George Harrison married Patty Boyd, who was this model that uh, he actually met her during the filming of uh, the Beatles movie, A Hard Day's Night. And because Eric Clapton and Harrison were such friends, they were always hanging out together. And so the song Something, which was by uh, George Harrison, which was on the uh, Beatles album, Abbey Road, was dedicated to her, as is While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And so many of these other songs were dedicated to her. But while they were together, while they were hanging out together, Clapton just absolutely fell in love with Boyd. So Eric Clapton, almost begging her, said, you're going to have to choose. And George Harrison found out and said to Patty Boyd, yeah, you're going to have to choose. You're going to have to, who are you going to be with? And she ultimately chose George Harrison. However, later... Patty divorced Harrison in 1977 and ended up marrying Eric Clapton in 1979. And that was up and down, and, and it was a tumultuous marriage. However, eventually they got a divorce, and the two remained friends, meaning the two, George Harrison and Eric Clapton, remained friends, and they called each other basically uh, husband-in-laws and just shared this love of this amazing muse of a woman. And that's where all of this inspiration and this incredible song comes from. As does, by the way, Wonderful Tonight, which was written later on another album. And this, this is probably the greatest muse of all of rock history. All 
All right, now getting back to Jim Gordon. So Jim Gordon, the drummer, actually wrote the piano ending to this song, which is one of the most important and famous piano endings. And if you've ever seen the movie Casino, you know it's incredible in there as well. But it's just amazing. And to think that he wrote that and came up with it and played it is pretty special. These guys were just so talented. there because I have to do these quick, but that seven-minute song is just maybe one of the top ten rock song anthems and best to ever have been, so we have to start there. Now, I do want to go, though, and go back to the way that this album starts because if you removed Layla from it, what you would find is, first off, a, a, a love poem to Patty Boyd. So many of these songs were written or chosen specifically to say something to her. Even the album cover is just a blonde girl, which was painted by this famous artist. And it's just, when, when Eric saw it, he thought it looked like her. And it's, there's no writing on it. It's just her face. And it's, it's a really awesome album cover. But if we want to go to I Looked Away, this is how the album begins. <laughs> This is written by Eric Clapton and Bobby Whitlock. Bobby Whitlock is a very famous keyboard and organ player. But it's got that folky, almost borderline country kind of feel into this rock. Listen to this. I think this came out in the same month that George Harrison's All Things Must Pass came out. And also, just a few weeks after this, was John Lennon's first solo since the Beatles broke up that came out as well. As did Mad Dogs and Englishmen came out all in the same time, within a matter of a few months of each other, which is just incredible. All right, I want to go to Little Wing, which is actually a Jimi Hendrix song that Clapton kind of retooled and redid... And I think does it even slightly better. But you'll get the theme, you'll get kind of the feeling of the whole album with these couple of songs. And then I'm going to go to my favorite.
before I get to my favorite song, I want to say this album flopped. When it was released, people thought, what happened to Eric Clapton? It just was not well-received musically. They looked at him as this guitar genius from Cream and this psychedelic, powerful sound. And then you have some of these songs that are a little bit pulled back, a little bit more folky, a little bit more classic rock. And it's many people disliked it. It didn't really become such a staple in the rock icon collection and one of the most important albums to really be for many, many, many years. So it's odd that that was the case, but it was. The song I want to go to now is my favorite song on the album, and I think it personifies what this album is all about. This is a song that was written by Eric Clapton and Bobby Whitlock, and it's number two on the album, and it is literally the reason, it is the essence of his love for Patty Boyd. The rumor was that she knew that he was going to America and asked if you could bring me back a pair of American bell-bottom blue jeans, and he did, and then wrote a song about that. And so this is Bell-Bottom Blues. This is the only one on there that Dwayne Allman is not playing guitar on. It's all Clapton. Bell bottom blues, you make me cry. I don't want to lose this feeling. And if I could choose. And it starts off at a really slow, soft love song, and then he just erupts into this plea, into this begging. In, in the chorus, when he comes in, he's saying, Do you want to see me cry across the floor you? Do you want to hear me back? you to take me back? I can't do it because I don't want to fade away. Give me one more day, please. I don't want to fade away. Just amazing. It's all wrong, but it's all right. I love it. Um, just listen one more time. Once I was but I love Just incredible. So it's been said that there's there's a, a guitar part that's coming up where it's an Eric Clapton lead guitar part that even has the same elements, the same stylistic kind of noting that George Harrison would play when he would play his solos. He plays it in this kind of slow, kind of uh, almost muted kind of playing and almost mirrors this Harrison style with these harmonics only because to kind of draw her even further closer to him, saying, look, I can do just exactly what he's doing. Incredible. Listen.
I'm going to have to leave it there for time. I hope you enjoy these uh, quick little 15-minute essential album series. Remember, it's got to be something that's either on the Rolling Stone Top 500 Albums of All Time or the Robert DeMiri book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die, which this is actually on both, which is pretty amazing. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll just leave it there. Say